Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 252. Our guest today is Isaac Brock, the frontman for beloved indie rock band Modest Mouse. The band are on their way to Australia for Daydream Festival, which kicks off tomorrow in Melbourne. Before we get into today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcasting app that you use, and make sure you're also subscribed to our socials. We've got some incredible guests coming up in the next few weeks, uh, and also on our YouTube channel as well, so please make sure you stay up to date by following us across all of our social media. All those details can be found in the episode show notes. Our guest today is Modest Mouse. The indie rock band began in Issaquah, Washington in the US back in 1993, but they now call Portland, Oregon home. They were originally brought together by their love of bands like Pixies and Pavement, I believe Talking Heads as well, and after a few years, they found success with their breakthrough second record, The Lonesome Crowded West. Only a few years later, in the mid-2000s, they achieved mainstream success with their fourth record, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, which included one of the biggest indie songs of the decade, Float On. They've continued to make incredible records since that time, and most recently they released their seventh studio record, which was titled The Golden Casket, back in 2021. Isaac and the band are heading down to Australia to headline Daydream Festival alongside another iconic indie band, Slow Dive, and play with bands like Cloud Nothings, Tropical Fuckstorm and Beach Fossils. We were lucky enough to chat with Isaac a week ago or so about returning to Australia after a number of years. I think it's been about six or seven years since I've been here. We chat about the making of The Golden Casket and his songwriting approach with this record. Um, Isaac and I also discuss how his listening habits have changed over the years and discuss his love of two very different Australian acts being uh, Tropical Fuckstorm as one and Bluey as the other. And yes, I do mean the cartoon dog Bluey. You'll have to listen to the episode to understand that one kind of a little bit more. We do also talk about the legacy of Modest Mouse and some of these iconic albums which still resonate with fans like uh, Crowded West and Good News and why fans still absolutely love these albums. You can find all the details for Daydream Festival and Modest Mouse sideshows in the show notes for this episode. And we want to say a massive thank you to Tian from Morse Code for her help with this episode. Here is our conversation with Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse. Yeah, 
please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse. Hello, sir. How are we? Doing well. How about yourself? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. It's well, it's a very exciting time for us at least. We've got um, a Modest Mouse coming down to Australia to play the Daydream Festival, uh, I think in a matter of weeks um, or next month. Um, we're very excited to see you. I think the last time you were here was about 2016, if I'm correct. It's been a minute. It's been too long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any... Um, I guess, key memories of, of those shows or any of the shows you played down here in Oz? Um, I don't remember shows super well in general because uh, I, uh, I do a lot of touring. And so I actually, about four days after I, I'm done with a show, I, I, have, I just have a hard time keeping track of them. I have a keen memory of places and towns, mm-hmm. you know? And um, lot, lots of memories there. But I have a hard time specifically remembering shows. I, I don't know. People probably hate to hear that, but that's just true. I can, I can imagine that, and for anyone who hasn't been on stage, after maybe the second or third row, especially with the lights onto yourselves, you're not really seeing much other than darkness and light. So they would, I imagine, and no disrespect to fans or cities, but they kind of blend in one after the other. Well, and on stage, I'm pretty manic uh, inside <laughs> and out. And so, I, you know, like, I'm pretty in my own head there. So it's, uh, yeah, I guess I don't pay enough attention to what's in front of me. Uh, look, I think that people love the show for what it is. And, and again, we're very excited to have you coming down. Um, are you, after the last number of years that the world has experienced, are you, glad to be back on the road and being able to play shows oh i've been loving it well, not, mm-hmm. yeah and uh yes i mean it's a, it's a double-edged sword i've got a lot of a lot of reasons i like not touring um they're uh, fleshy little people reasons and um and then you know yeah I've been I've been very much enjoying it, as, especially you know as mandates have been getting lifted a little bit more, a lot more. When we first we were one of the first tours out in North America mm-hmm. during when things were opening up from the pandemic a bit, and that was a little stiff. That was a little, you know, there's a there's a very uh, intense bubble effect going on where you didn't really get to engage in with the people at your shows even in the ways we normally do so it, it was a little strange at first but now it's got it's gotten it's fun again <laughs> these shows they were in support uh, and these coming shows as well were in support of the brilliant most recent record the golden casket uh, just touching on what you said i imagine yeah that there would have been a little bit of um not even hesitance, but I can imagine it's difficult for yourselves as a band coming out, trying to promote a new record. And at that time back then having restrictions kind of limit the engagement that you can have with fans. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was odd. I don't know what to say about that. You said it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to go on it any further. Um, I was wanting to discuss the, the golden casket if possible, because that is what we're hoping to hear a lot of. It again has been a little while since we've seen you. So those new songs are, there's a lot of excitement around them for you. I guess it's the first, it was the first record since 2015. Is it, something that you like to kind of take your time and and slowly build and put together a record that is going to be an expression of what Isaac Brock and what Modest Mouse are going to say? Um, I mean, that's how it's been in the past. This record, uh, I didn't go into the studio with more than three songs. Um, I'm grateful for uh, the lockdown because I, you know, I went into, I went in there and just wrote it from the ground up. Uh, and so that is different. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't spend six years writing songs or something. <laughs> I, I, uh, just went in and kind of made it all happen in a really intense way, but it, it, that worked out pretty well. That's incredible. Were you someone who at the beginning of lockdown, were you quite uh, prolific with your songwriting or did you get into some of the, uh, other, uh, do we see Isaac Brock making sourdough or getting into knitting or any of the other kind of pandemic related activities? I mean, I, I hung with my, hung out with my kids a lot and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I didn't actually like work on writing songs. I just worked on making noise. And I, I think that's what I did for kind of a few years. I was, I was mainly interested in just sounds and noises, not, not turning them into music, even just like, uh, pretty spacey shit um, <laughs> and I mean, so many thousands of hours just spent doing that but I, I feel like I feel like it made me better at uh, music anyways just not focusing on music um, and enjoying the textures of sounds and stuff uh, other other things I mean, Jesus pandemic hobbies fuck I don't know man uh, you know and my kids were pretty are pretty young, and so it's kind of an all hands on deck thing, anyways. And shit. So, one hundred percent is with um, I guess in terms of, of having young kids and, and writing music, does does that ever kind of seep into to what you're doing? I guess is there elements of um, what is it? I know that Bluey is quite a musical show. Does that kind of stuff permeate into <laughs> into the the Brock household? I just got I just got introduced to Bluey this year. We saw Bluey live. I've seen mm-hmm. every Bluey like fucking fifteen times at least. <laughs> I love Bluey. I realized that at one point I was I was actually actively trying to model myself after a cartoon dog, and then I noticed <laughs> and then I noticed they had a a joke in one of the episodes where they're talking about modeling themselves after a cartoon dog, and um, I fucking love Bluey. So I'm glad, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, <laughs> It, it's also a pretty high bar to set for parents to be that, to be that interesting and engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as far as like just music, like making music with a, I have a 21 year old son already, but now I'm back to like little kids and all of a sudden I don't want to sound like as much of an asshole in my music. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I could be nicer. Um, <laughs> you know, like, so the, the, yeah, it permeates. It permeates into everything. Couches, wood floors, whatever. <laughs> could we, with that in mind, could we expect a, a maybe not a, a 
I don't want to. It would be in, still in an Isaac Brock, Modest Mouse kind of way. Could we expect like a, a children's record, if you will? Might not be nursery rhymes, but it would be its own take. Um, yeah, people kept trying to convince me to do that. Um, <laughs> and for a second, I convinced myself I, I could do that. I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know? Uh, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like Lady Gaga does it pretty well, apparently, because... Can, and pop pop singers seem to do it really well because kids seem to like that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I not get it, but they love it. Um, so no, I did toy with the idea, but I just couldn't. I don't know. It 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 felt conceptually, it feels manipulative. It's just like oh, I know what parents like. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I look, I very much appreciate that. Sometimes if it is right, it is right. If not, that is fine as well. Um, with these shows that you are coming down for, as I mentioned, there is the Daydream Festival. You're playing with bands like uh, Slow Dive. We've got Cloud Nothings. Um, there's the Australian band Tropical Fuckstorm, part of my language. Um, yeah, my, uh, my, my, favorite, my favorite band, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think I specifically asked them to, to ask for them to play on that thing. Cause yeah, we've toured with them in the States too. I fucking love that band. They're, yeah. Do you remember how you first came across them? The drones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, after the feeling kind of free record came out and I listened to that and Rihanna, uh, Rihanna had her record come out about the same time. Uh, I don't know. So when with the, braille on the cover for people who buy covers mm-hmm. it, it, it has uh it has what are those fucking songs it has the cover of the tame impala song on it um uh, which is, yes how i found the rihanna record i heard that i didn't even realize it was a tame impala song i was just like wow rihanna's kind of dark this is cool <laughs> this makes me feel really strange i just kept listening to that and the drones and the yeah and those are still my two favorite records in like the last 18 years i don't know they are two very different records but i i love the kind of no yeah because i don't listen to a a couple of the sides of the rihanna one Mm -hmm. um you listen to the right record records they're not that different they're pretty different now that you've pointed myself they're pretty fucking different (laughs) 
There are some elements now that you've mentioned it that I can kind of think. What is? I think it's anti that that record. Anti. Yeah, that's, there it is. Yeah, um, that uh, that might cross over on a Venn diagram. That that's kind of fascinating. I'm going to go back and re-listen to those. Um, I mean, we, I was we, in a I was in a special special place in my mind. <laughs> I, I didn't find those records when I was like in the at the best point of my life and when I'm possibly the worst and somehow both of them spoke to me crazy. So yeah, then I, I, I wanted to tour the drones, but they didn't exist. And I was like, well, I'll, they're, they're, they're doing tropical fuck storm. I was like, well then let's do that. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't believe how fucking good Garrett is at writing lyrics. It's, it's just not fair, man. It's not fair that the, the, the Australian language, the way, uh, <laughs> well, the way it sounds makes singing a certain type of music and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I that really fucking work. That or being like, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it alone. But yeah, I, I've, I, I have his skills. Mm-hmm. He he is a wordsmith. We've had uh, we've had him for Tropical Fuckstorm on on this podcast, and uh, he is even in an interview very very wordy, a wordsmith, if you will. Um, which I then felt I had to up my game. Um, so very excited to see yourselves and those bands at these gigs. Is there anything else that we can kind of expect from these shows from you or just classic Modest Mouse well, I mean, live? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's fair to say because you were saying we're looking forward to hearing the Golden Casket. We don't actually really tour records. We just tour our, our career. So we'll play... For, pretty much everything off of the new thing, but not all at the same, not in the same night. (laughs) We shuffle it around throughout the whole, the whole, not the whole career. There's actually some corners that I don't, dark corners I don't pull songs out of, but uh, yeah. So no, we just do what we do. We do it well. No, look, we're very excited for that. Speaking of, um, I guess what you mentioned before in records that, that speak to you. I know that we uh, last year celebrated the 25th anniversary of one of the most celebrated indie records, which belongs to Modest Mouse, the Lonesome Crowded West. People still connect with this album, rave about this album. Are you surprised with the success that it's continuing to find 25 years on? Uh, I mean, what I, I'm not sure what being surprised would be about. Like, um, <laughs> the the part of me that's like oh, I've written other records more recently that I think <laughs> pretty good maybe better and things you know there's that part but there's also uh, I just did this whole tour of that record and I never once got sick of playing it mm-hmm. you know and I played it in fucking order and it felt great night <laughs> after night so I guess I, I I don't know that I could see what other people saw you know like uh, it was my creation so i didn't have perspective on it i didn't have the same the same uh vantage point and things and so i do find it interesting that it's still still relevant i mean i've been shit half the songs i noticed when i was doing the tour talk like are using a just technological references that don't make any fucking sense you know um <laughs> franchise mentionings and so on and so forth but what what are you gonna do (laughs) i know again people are well people love that record and and as they should i know that um also next year where are we yes next year 
it, we're coming up to the 20th year of um, another celebrated record. As you said, there are other records that you, you might have a different feeling on. Uh, Good News, um, which is very celebrated as well. That's coming up to the 20th anniversary. Can we maybe expect any form of celebration, any any surprises for that, or is it tight-lipped at the moment? I, I mean, I didn't... When I decided to do the Lonesome Crowd West tour, it wasn't until I already had it booked that... Uh, I found out it is, was its 25th anniversary. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll be damned. Because I just decided I felt like playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not every record is going to get that treatment. And I don't, I, I doubt, I, I doubt I'll do anything like that for uh, good news or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little late, but the moon in Antarctica, I'd, be, I'd do that one. And sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Those records in particular, Lonesome and Good and uh, Moon in Antarctica, are best listened to in order in the in the sequence that they are. You know, one hundred percent. Isaac, we shuffle. We would usually um, ask our guests what they're currently listening to. I know before you mentioned um, that, that your listening habits are, are a little bit kind of not a skew, but, but you're not listening to a lot of new music. Um, is there anything at the moment that's kind of taking your fancy or that is, um, on repeat in your household? I, God, uh, it, it's going to feel like I'm pandering cause it's another Australian band. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, uh, so I really like Kurt Vile, obviously not Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, uh, I was, uh, there's like one record store on the big Island of Hawaii that just opened up and I was there where I live part of the year. And I just decided to buy shit, buy record cover and and things. And it was something called Dope Lemon. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I bought it. I was like, well, I was before I bought it because it's like this. This is just clickbait essentially. And so I had the guy at the store play someone. I was like, this is good. And I actually, I really like that Dope Lemon stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I mentioned. Kurt Vile, because I, I I spend a lot of time listening to Kurt Vile. I actually also spend a lot of time listening to an old guy named Michael Hurley. Um, mm-hmm. He's from Portland, but he's been around for fuck sixty years or so. Like originally a, an original Smithsonian Folkways recording artist, and he still mm-hmm. performs once a week here. Um, yeah, he, he's got well, he's got a lot of music, and some of it's really good. And so mm-hmm. we just, um, yeah. Those are two very solid choices. I wouldn't have expected that. Have you, or are you aware of um, Dope Lemon's, his other band, Angus and Julia Stone, the folky singer-songwriter duo? When I was kind of doing, you know, like looking at my phone and trying to like, what's this about, find out mm-hmm. a little bit, I saw that mentioned, but I didn't actually, I haven't divin, divin dove, dived, dove into it. <laughs> No, look, that is very fair. Well, or not worlds apart, similar sonics, but obviously different songwriting, um, but still very solid choices. Um, Isaac, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. I do appreciate it. And uh, we're very excited to see you in Australia next month for um, Daydream Festival and, and your own shows around the country. Yeah, thank you, man. You take care.
the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.